Good morning, everyone. Today, the title of the message is uh, Blessed to Bless. Okay? Blessed to Bless. You know, life is about being a blessing. You know, and what does it mean to be a blessing? It's about uh, helping others. It's about um, listening to others when they have problems. It's about praying for a person when they are down. It's about caring for others, leading others to Christ, and the list goes on and on. We need more of this in the world today that we live in. We need more people who want to be a blessing than just to be blessed. It's good to be blessed, right? It's good for people to bless us. It's good for people to do kind things for us. But it's more important that we also learn that we must be a blessing to other people. We live in a world today that it promotes selfism, S-E-L-F-I-S-M. We promote the self. You know, we're taught to love yourself. We're taught um, to look out for your own needs. Selfism promotes that we should have a happy life. And we deserve to be happy. We deserve to have a comfortable life. And that kind of thinking has gotten into our church. We complain as a Christian when we experience trials. Because we think as a Christian, dapat comfortable life. We think as a Christian, dapat walang cancer. We think as a Christian, dapat walang nalulugi sa business. It has gotten into the church, and we complain when we experience trials, and some of us would even leave the faith when things do not go our way. We compare when others are blessed more than us. So this morning, we are going to look at the life of Abraham, where he was blessed to bless. He was actually called by God. God blessed him for the sole purpose that he could bless all of us. The greatest call that we must all respond to is the call of God. In Genesis 12, we will see that God's call brings great challenges and great blessings. Now, in Genesis 12, 1 to 3, it is about God's call. And when God calls, it will bring great blessings, yes, but also great challenges. Now, why do I say it's a great challenge when the Lord calls you? Isn't God's call supposed to lead us to a simple life? Shouldn't being called by God lead us to a comfortable and happy life? The answer is no. So what is God's call? I would like to share to you three things that entails about God's call. First, God's call is a command. Okay? Now, who is Abraham first? You see, Abraham okay, was a born idol worshiper whose father, Terah, was a professional maker of idols. His entire family worshipped family uh, worshiped idols and made their own made with their own hands his background shows us abram's background shows us 
that he was not qualified actually to be called by God. He's not qualified kasi idol worshiper siya. Okay? But yet, God chose Abraham. And this shows us that God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Again, God doesn't care about your past. When God calls you, He calls you. God doesn't call the qualified, but He qualifies the, the called. God calls Abraham to be consecrated. Consecration is setting apart for his service. So God called Abraham to be set apart for his service. And this is how God qualified Abraham, by setting him apart. And God wanted Abraham to make a very important decision. Abraham had to leave everything behind to follow God. He had to leave his unbelieving community, his people, his family, and all their ways. So that's why I say God's call brings great challenges. But His grace is always enough. So what can we draw out from this? Well, God is the one who calls us, but when He calls, we must respond with obedience. God, again, He doesn't care about your past, but what He cares about is how we respond when God calls us. Are we responding when God is calling you? Again, I've shared this many times. God's salvation is always being offered to us. But it's up to us to respond to His call. We've heard the gospel many times. We've heard salvation. We've heard the gospel being presented to us. If you're from hope, since grade one, kinder, the gospel has been shared to us. But have we truly responded to God's call? We have many choices in life that we can make. But God wants us to pick Him and not the world. You see, in this life that we live in, we cannot serve two masters. We cannot have God in one hand and the world in the other. We have to choose. We have to choose one. You see, God's call in verse 1 says, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. You see, when God told Abram to go, it was a command. It is not a suggestion. It had authority. God did not say, you can go if you want to, Abram. God said, go, move to another place, leave your relatives, leave your friends, leave your father's house, and go. But where? Well, usually that's what we ask the Lord. Eh? Saan? Okay? You see, God said, go first, and I will show you. God's call in the New Testament usually refers to salvation. Salvation is from the Lord, not from man. So God's call was for Abram to have a completely new way of life. God's call sets Abram apart. In the same way, God's call to us is to set us apart from this wicked world. God's call is a command, 
and we must respond in obedience and stop rebelling against God, who is our King, and we must bow down to Him. Second, God's call is about courage. It takes courage to respond to the call of God. Now, where did Abram live? He lived in Ur or of the Chaldees. In Abraham's time, that place was a very busy place. It had a busy port. It traded with India and Africa. The city was very progressive. Let's say it was a very comfortable place to stay in. But for God to call Abram to go and leave that place where he was established, he was doing well, it takes courage. Do you love your comforts? Do you love being in your church na may aircon? Do you love your place where you sit? Do you sit in that place every Sunday? Yes? Yung can you, do you sit in that place every Sunday? Can I, if, you, if, you, if you're sitting in that place every Sunday, can you just raise your hand? Yeah, you're sitting in that place. And if we tell you to move one seat in front, one seat lang, one, one pew, can you move? Yes or no? Ayaw niyo, di ba? Ayaw niyo sumugot kahit anong talong ko, di ba? Okay lang. I will still ask you questions. Do you see how we love our comfort zone? We don't want to move. Even if the pastor tells you to move, you don't want to move. Even if God tells us to move, we don't want to move. God's call takes courage. And we must move out or step out of our comfort zone. We don't want to leave our comfort zone. We don't like um, difficulties. And how do you know you're in your comfort zone? Actually, you know you're in your comfort zone when you're not growing anymore. Kapag hindi ka na nag-grow. When you just stay to be comfortable to earn that paycheck, to time in and time out. And when you're not productive anymore, most likely, you're in your comfort zone. And what stops us from moving out of our comfort zone? And why do we settle and stop obeying the will of God? Why do we settle? Why do we stop moving up? Why do we stop uh, obeying God? Number one, that comes into my mind is fear. Fear is the first thing. We are afraid that we will make a wrong move. What if I follow God and maghirap ako? Diba? That's, that's one of our fears. We fear that if we obey God, it will lead to a difficult life. We're afraid that if we obey God, our family will suffer. Do you know that's one of the fears of pastors? When God calls us to move, one of the things that we are really afraid of, like for my case, how can I move my whole family? Buti kung ako lang. The whole family 
has to suffer with you. And that's one of our fears. If you're working in a multinational company, you're earning six figures, then the Lord says, brother, go and serve the Lord full time. Will you do it? Go. Saan? Basta, go. The Lord, saan? Basta, go. Mag-aagal ka, tatlong taon. No? Seminary, do it. We don't want to move because we're so ingrained in our comfort zone. Second, I think another uh, reason we don't like to move is it takes a lot of energy. Uh, it's hard work all over again. It's hard work all over again. When we settle, actually, we're dying every day. We may live to be 70 or 80, but the day we settle is the day we die in our comfort zone. So be courageous and step out of our comfort zone. You see, the blessing follows after the obedience, not the other way around. It's not blessings first, then obedience. But it's obedience first, then blessings. You see, Abraham risked everything by obeying God. But he was blessed so much. But of course, there were so many challenges. So what can we draw out from this? You see, God's purpose for us is not just to have a comfortable life. God's purpose for us is not to stay the same and settle in our comfort zone, but God's purpose for us is to be courageous and step out of our comfort zone and serve Him alone. So we must leave our average behind to experience God's extraordinary. For those who have obeyed, the call of God once or twice in your life. It's real, you will really see that God will be the one to bless you. May kita mo yan. But of course, it's not easy to obey God's call time and time again. So how does um, God work in this, you know? Obeying God's call, it takes courage, okay? So I just want us to think about it. If God is calling you, be Courageous. Third, God's call involves faith in God and faith in His Word. Okay? God's call involves faith in God and faith in His Word. In verse 4, it says, So Abram went as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Abram obeyed God and acted upon it by faith. To follow God's call is to take God at his word. Abram obeyed God when he was 75 years old. So for those who think that, you know, I'm not useful anymore, I'm 65, I'm 70, I challenge you, read God's word, Obey God's word. Don't lose hope. Don't think that you are 
um, not useful anymore in this world, God can use you to all those who are nasa 60 na, yan, babaan natin konti, 60, yan, 50, you are still useful. Okay, you are still useful. Don't listen to your children. Okay, your children will tell you you're from the stone age, but don't listen to them. Listen to God. You are still useful. To follow God's call is to take God at His word. This means we have to trust God that what He is saying is true. So how do you have this kind of faith? You know, one crucial thing about faith is not your faith. It is the object of your faith. The object of our faith is God. The God who said, I will show you, I will make you a great nation, I will bless you, I will make your name great. That is the God we serve and we believe in. Our verse said, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And him who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Can we not trust God at his word? Have you ever ridden the LRT? Sino nakasakay na LRT? Yes. Sinong favorite ang sumakay sa LRT? You love it. Every day you're thinking about the LRT and you're going, yes, I love the LRT. Diba? You love it. You love the smell. Diba? You love seeing people being demolished, destroyed in the LRT. You just love it. Every time you're thinking of the LRT, wow, I love the LRT. Diba? But when you think about it, you ride the LRT, you ride the airplane, now you ride angkas, diba? The females like to ride the angkas, lalo pag guwapo daw yung driver. Have you ridden in your friend's car? Have you ridden when your dad drives? You know, every time we ride and another person is driving, we are actually putting our life in that person's hands. Diba? Every time you're riding that LRT, that MRT that might go across EDSA, diba? that MRT that shoots over the platform, diba? or that LRT that stops in between Bangbang and Dihuse, then you have to go out and walk. Diba? It's so fun. It's only in the Philippines. But when you think about all of those things, actually, every time we ride a public transport, we are putting our life in someone's hands. And yet, when God wants to take control of our life, we are not willing to let God take the lead. We still want to control our life. My friends, God can be trusted. God is faithful. And the only way to respond to God's call is to take God at His word. The only way to respond is to take God at His word and obey it. God's call brings great challenges. God's call is a command. 
God's call takes courage and God's call involves faith. But despite all of the pain that we all go through, God's call always comes with God's blessings. And that is the promise of God. There will be challenges, but at the end, there will also be blessings. So what are God's blessings? What are God's blessings? He says, <clears throat> I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. This is what God told Abram. But he said, these are the blessings, but you have to go. Go forth. Okay? And there are six blessings. No? The other blessings, another is, I will bless those who bless you. Uh, I will curse those who curse you. And all the families of the earth will be blessed. Ito naman yung second command ni God. Okay, una, go, tapos yung tatlong blessing. Yung pangalawa is, be a blessing. Okay, so go forth, tapos promise, one, two, three, then be a blessing to others, then tatlong promise ulit ni God. Okay, so let's look at the first three blessings first. <coughs> and all of these were fulfilled in the life of Abraham, showing that God is truly faithful, that what he says comes to pass. What the Lord promises, he will deliver. What the Lord says, it does come true. No? And he told Abraham, I will make of you a great nation. You see, God made Abraham into a great nation and the promise was fulfilled in the Jewish nation of which Abraham was the father. Okay. Second, uh, God said, I will bless you. And this means Abraham was blessed in his earthly life and more importantly, in eternity. And third, he said, I will make your name great. Abraham's name became great. All the Christians, Jews, and Muslims all look to Abraham as the father of their faith. The second command by God to Abraham was, he was to be a blessing. And God said, I promise, I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. And God must certainly be referring not only to Abraham, but also to his descendants. So God loves his people, and he hates those who hurt his people. You see that in scripture, okay? Uh, when people are uh, offending, hurting his people, God is gonna, you know, destroy them. God's gonna do something to protect his people, okay? Third, God promised all the families of the earth that it will be blessed. And this was fulfilled in the Savior, born of Abram's line. And that Savior is the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is one of the greatest promise in the Bible. God's promise of a Savior for all the nations. Meaning that salvation will be for all. Not only for the Jews, but also for the Gentiles. The main blessing that God gives us today is the blessing of eternal life. The main blessing that God gives us today is the blessing of eternal life. My friends, salvation is for all. Salvation is for everyone. 
Okay? Now, what was God's call for Abraham? God chose Abraham from all the people on earth to bring forth a great nation who will bless everyone on this earth. A nation that will serve as a channel of God's saving grace. So to, my, uh, to all of us today, I'd like to share to you uh, two applications or two challenges uh, for us uh, in this message. No? First, we are saved to serve. Okay? We are saved to serve. Now, why do people serve? Why do people give, uh, if you see our ushers, you know, they come uh, early. Why do they serve? We serve because we know that when we serve God's people, we are serving the King of Kings, and that is our Lord. In this church, in UECP, we hope that we come with a culture of serving and not to be served. If you see that there's something that is lacking, I hope that God will call you to serve. If you see that may kulang na asher, we have uh, a need for um, singers, choir members, tech, tech people to run our audio thing. I hope that God will call you to serve. And when God calls you to serve, obey. Because we are saved to serve. We are not saved to just sit every Sunday in our pews. So the question I ask all of us this morning is, are you saved? Again, are you saved? Are you serving? Wow. Again, are you saved? Are you serving? Saan? Hindi ko nakikita yung iba. Alam mo, if all of us would be serving, okay, my my hair wouldn't be so white today. Do you want to see my hair? No, I don't want to show you. I tell you, we need those who are saved already to serve. If you're not saved yet, you have not believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, it's all right. Don't serve yet. But if you have been saved, if you have Jesus already in your heart, I challenge you, serve. Join a ministry. Serve. Second, application, we are blessed to bless others. We are blessed to bless others. So I'd like to share one blessing uh, in my life. I've been blessed with a wonderful life. Now, when I say that I have been blessed, it doesn't mean it's perfect. Okay? Some people, if you know me, Okay, my childhood was not perfect. My grades back then were not perfect. So let's not go there. But I have been so blessed. You know why? It's because of God's call. Okay? He called me to believe in Him way back when I was uh, 13 years old. And I obeyed. I responded to the call. And I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I did step out of my comfort zone. 
Yes, I was very skinny back then. Don't look at me now. I took God at His word and I surrendered my life. Being blessed by God doesn't mean you don't have problems. You will have, I have many problems. Okay, I've, I have five problems. Do you want to hear them? It's called my wife. My wife, my wife. No, no, no. My wife, my son, one, son, two, son, three, son. They're all problems, right? Sometimes. Okay? Kasi ganun talaga eh. Di ba? The church is a problem, di ba? You are a problem to me, di ba? We have, I have many, but despite that, I am still blessed because I have Jesus in my life. We are blessed to bless others. As Christians who follow Christ, it is our calling to be a blessing. If we live our life, and we are just centered on our own needs, ourselves. then we have missed the point of being a follower of Jesus Christ. So today, my challenge to all of us, be a blessing today. Can you tell your seatmate, be a blessing? One, two, three. Again, tell your seatmate with conviction, be a blessing. Be a blessing. We are blessed to bless, my friends. We are blessed to bless. So right now, may I call the instrumentalist to come up. I'd like to give you five minutes. We have five more minutes for my message. No? Okay. We have five more minutes. I want you to think. Okay, I want you to think. If you are saved, if you're saved, you're blessed already. If you're blessed, what one thing can you do today to bless other people? What one thing can you do today to bless someone else? Salang. Let's apply God's word today. I want you to think, you know, then pray that the Lord will give you an opportunity to be a blessing in someone's life. Can be a very simple act, can be a very simple uh, gesture can be a very simple text to someone.
Jesus, the name above every other name. Jesus, the only one who could ever sing. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you. song we could ever sing, worthy of all the praise we could ever bring, worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you. Jesus, the name above every other name. Jesus, the only one who could ever save. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe, we live for you. 